Big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Hey, Buckeye fans, Andy Logan of Logan Sports. Back in 1975, my father, Dick Logan, who played football for Ohio State and the Green Bay Packers, decided to open up Logan Sports and was dedicated to providing Stark County with great products at great prices. He always emphasized customer service, making customers feel extra special, and those values are still in place today. Logan's is a great place for Nike and Under Armour shoes and apparel. We are the place for Ohio State gear and your high school spirit wear, custom lettering, and corporate apparel headquarters. Logan Sports. OH. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Welcome back, man. I love that song. Welcome back to the Kenny and JT Show. And our next guest, no stranger to Buckeye football, but I bet he is a stranger to following his brother like that commercial that was just on. Jeff Logan joins us from CBUS. What's up, Jeffrey? Hey, my friend. How are you? It's uh, good to talk to you guys. And uh, how about Ohio State with a great win against Penn State? It was a great comeback, that's for sure. Kenny's got the day off. As, uh, you had a day off on Monday as well. You normally join us and we recap and look forward to Buckeye football. Uh, you guys have something in common. Now, Kenny off today. He's at the dentist. Uh, is everything okay, Jeff? You were at the dentist yesterday. You good? Yeah, well, I, yeah everything is absolutely fine on, on my Monday um, I actually had to go in for a root canal. Nice. I was kind of joking with my uh, with a coworker here. I said, "I don't know what's worse, talking to Kenny or having a, a root canal." <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> you should try working with him on a daily basis. And Jeff Logan is our guest. Hey, Jeff. Uh, you know, I was kind of kidding around about your brother, and I want to talk a little bit about Logan Sports in North Canton. But as I get into that, your dad's old Letterman sweater. I've been meaning to ask you this a million times. Have you ever worn that sucker? Because, you know, back in the days when we were kids, there's no fanatics. There's no Logan Sports where you could go in and buy authentic game apparel. And that sweater that your dad had when he played at Ohio State, outstanding. Did you ever wear that sucker? You know, I never wore it, oh. nor did I think I ever deserved to wear okay. it. Um, you know, it was one of those things that was uh, an honored uh uh, at least in our family, recognition that that was something that he had earned, and we had a, the ultimate respect for what that was all about. And it wasn't like Dad was wearing it around, uh, you know, every third day or anything. Right. Um, you know, he was proud of his history. He was proud of what he accomplished. But he spent most of the time just hoping that we would have uh, some success as well. Well, like we always used to say, you done you done good, young man. And he did real well, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Let's get into this Penn State a little bit before we look forward to Northwestern and the remainder of the season. And we'll also talk about the uh, college rankings last night. But why such a slow start? And when you think about Ryan Day, and I know he got some heat down there for play calling and play selection. If you can't yeah, you know, set up the, the run. The performance the last, yeah, I was just going to say, the yeah. performance last couple of weeks, uh, JT, in the, in the uh, red zone specifically, mm -hmm. um, has been one of the issues. And in Ohio State, has made some mistakes in the red zone. And I think the difference in the Iowa game early on, and then we obviously uh, took care of business, the Penn State game early on, taking field goals instead of touchdowns, uh -huh. put us in a position where we were at, what, nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter and trailing in that game 21 to six, or 21 to, uh, 
right. 16, and then boom, everything just changed uh, uh, immediately. And I think that's one of the things that people have recognized with this Ohio State football team is that they have an extraordinary capacity to put a lot of points on the board quickly, especially when the defense gets involved in the scoring party. Well, what do we normally say, Jeff Logan? Do we say we're going to run so we can set up the pass? And if this team is so proficient at passing the ball, can the reverse be the same? Well, I don't know. It's it's interesting because, you know, Penn State was doing a really good job of stopping the run. And I, I again, I'm not going to make an excuse for this team. They need to do a better job running the football. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Day explained, for example, the bubble screens that Ohio State used okay. a lot of against Penn State. And they didn't execute them all that well, in my opinion. But those are extensions of the running game because you're actually throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, which, um, yes, it's a pass, but. It is part of the running game, and and quite frankly, our wide receivers that were out there not catching the ball had the responsibility of blocking on the perimeter, and I thought they were very average at best in terms Mm -hmm. of taking over those responsibilities. When you look at the running game or lack of it early on in the last two games, as a running back, as a former running back, do you look at it and say, okay, our blocking schemes are wrong, or is one running back better than the other in this case? You know, we talk about in Cleveland all the time, two-headed monster. We've got a two-headed monster down in Columbus. Is it easy to share the ball with someone? It's, it's not so much that it's difficult to share the ball, but especially when you have two guys like Ohio State has that I think are two different running backs. Mayan Williams is a downhill runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to come right at you. He's going to look for that contact. He's going to explode. On the other hand, Travion Henderson is a guy that likes to go laterally to be able to find that hole or that cutback and make things work. We didn't have a healthy Mayan Williams or, you know, after the injury early in the football game. And, you know, I, I spent a little bit of time with former head coach Urban Meyer on Sunday this week after the Penn State game, and we had a chance to just talk about that running game a little bit. And he and I both agreed that having Mayan Williams on the shelf in that game as it went on really was a hindrance to Ohio State because what we needed to do was be able to move that line up front and pounding a guy like him inside the tackles was probably what was going to be needed there. And quite frankly, Travion Henderson's not that guy. When you look at the blocking schemes, is this zone blocking with the Ohio State offensive line? No, it's not so much zone blocking like it was before. It is aggressive blocking, uh, a totally different concept. And, you know, up until these last two games, Ohio State was a a member of a very elite club called the 300-200 Club, and there were only two teams in college football that had achieved an average of 300 yards per game passing and 200 yards per game rushing uh, combined. And Ohio State and Georgia were the only two teams that had that. Now, we have slipped out of that 300-200 Club because we're down to about 190 or 180 yards average rushing because of the last two games but i think we'll get that back here in the next few weeks jeff you've told the story and it's hysterical a million times about flying into happy valley and we're not going to go over that again but to me watching that game was such a beautiful day outside i don't know if there's a better scenario than uh, beaver stadium on a sunny saturday afternoon in the fall for football how tough is it to play there well, again, I, I mentioned that I spoke with Urban on Sunday, and we both agreed that uh, by far it's the best environment in all of college football wow. that any of us had ever witnessed. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, what a job they did over there on a sunny day at noon when it's usually only that loud at 8 o'clock at night mm-hmm. uh, when they have their big whiteout. And I thought their fans were spectacular. 
the environment for college football was terrific, and Ohio State certainly took advantage of that situation late in the game. You talked a little bit about Mayan Williams and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba still on the shelf as well. What is his status? Do we know anything about the health of either one of these guys? Well, what they said was that um, the Mayan Williams ga- uh, injury is not serious by any stretch, which means he will be back. Uh, I doubt that he plays against uh, uh, Northwestern this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see what they do with the running attack. And if they have uh, maybe Dallin Hayden, who's the, the talented freshman, okay. uh, maybe get some reps back there at running back as well. Um, and nobody in the Ohio State camp is giving up on JSN. Uh, they still believe, and it sounds like he still believes, that he's going to be able to contribute at some level this year. And I think it's refreshing, uh, at least from a, a fan standpoint, that this kid is not just put himself in bubble wrap and said, I'm going to go work out for the combine and, and goodbye with college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he's not made that announcement, Ohio State has not made that announcement, leads me to believe that he still wants to be able to contribute. Jeff Logan, you've seen a lot of great defensive players in your time with the Ohio State program. Do you ever see anything like JT on Saturday? That, I don't think anybody has seen anything like JT in all of college football in the history wow. of college football. I mean, his some of it's being in the right place at the right time, but my goodness, this kid is a freak of nature, and it was just a matter of time before he would start making plays like this uh, but his stat line is just off the charts. And, and apparently this kid is not only a great football player, uh, but he is one of the uh, really hardworking, uh, attentive young men that's not caught up in himself. Um, it's, and it's really refreshing to see a, a young man like that have that kind of success. Uh, but I, I was blown away. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a record-setting performance by a very deserving young man. He's the number one recruited player in the country when he came out, wasn't he? Yeah, and here's the interesting Amazing. thing is that he didn't make his decision, as you may remember, until like uh-huh. May or June of the year in which he was going to start college football. So he didn't have the ability to come in here in January like a lot of these other true freshmen. He didn't announce until like June 1, I'm going to Ohio oh. State. And in July, he's here kind of getting ready as a true freshman. So this is really his... Full, you know, he's been here now for a full 12-month-plus period of time where most of these freshmen have been here for almost two years. So uh, he's still maturing and still coming along, and thank goodness we got him for another couple of years. Jeff, wasn't he the one that wanted to play basketball too? Yeah, he was a Division <laughs> One recruit in basketball, and uh, there were big, serious basketball wow. programs that wanted him to be able to play. So um, I'm glad we have JT. There's no question about it. Jeff Logan is being brought to us today by Logan Sports in North Kent. You're home for all your apparel, for all your games from Browns football to Buckeye football. It's a place to go, folks. I get all my stuff there. Stop in and say hi to Andy. Amy's in there as well, and it's always the best place to shop. Get you ready for game day. Jeff, let's look forward to Northwestern. You're a 38-point favorite Saturday afternoon. What do you want to do, just not get anyone hurt? Yeah, you know, Ohio State is all year, and whether you're playing Iowa or you're playing Penn State or you're playing Northwestern, they've been very consistent in their messaging, and what they have talked to the kids about is that it doesn't matter who the opponent is, we are playing against ourselves. And what that means is is that they're going to be judged um, their victory, if you will, uh, on the scoreboard will only be important if they got better in their performance that day. And so 
Ryan Day has been talking to these kids about competitive stamina all season long. And that competitive stamina means that we're getting better each week and we are continuing to grow with that competitive stamina as we go forward. And that's what they're going to need these next few weeks because you've got uh, games in which you're going to be, you know, big favorites against Northwestern. Um, You've got Indiana at home the week following that. And then you travel to Maryland, which could be a little bit of a trap game. But again, Ohio State's going to be big double-digit favorites in each of those three games. And then all of a sudden, you've got the team up north that will be coming to Columbus, which will be really interesting. Jeff, when the college football playoff rankings come out, is it a distraction to a team like this? No, I think it's uh, uh, affirmation, at least for our group of guys, uh, uh, of their recognition of what they have have done, uh, the hard work that they put in in January and February and what they've done on the field. I think it's an affirmation of what's going on. And as long as you're in that top four, it really doesn't matter where you're ranked. And I think the committee got it spot on with uh, having Tennessee number one. Uh, you know, they're, they're the ones that, had the, that have the signature win so far this year against Alabama. And, and it was also a very safe decision by them uh, mm-hmm. because if they are truly number one and they beat Georgia this week, it'll be, here we go. We've got the right team there. If it's not if it's not Tennessee and they lose this football game, um, at least they gave them a shot for that recognition. So we'll see what happens this week when Tennessee has to travel to Georgia. You know, for me, sometimes you look at this, and I'm such a homer at times with the Buckeye program. It, it devalues the win over Notre Dame because they're no longer ranked in the top. Well, I don't even know where they're at. The Penn State, even though they were a top 15 team, you don't get any uh, value over that victory as well. You're a double-digit favorite. You didn't cover the spread. Is it a lack of respect to the Big Ten that when you've got Tennessee at one, Georgia at three, no matter who wins that game, they're going to leapfrog you and you're going to remain number two? Now, I'll tell you, the lack of respect would have been if Ohio State would have been three and Georgia two. Um, I I look at this as Ohio State got recognition for their high-powered offense and what uh, C.J. Stroud has meant to this football team. So I think the win against Penn State, though they didn't cover the spread, at least those guys and gals, whoever is involved in this uh, uh, ranking uh, process for the uh, for the playoffs, uh, certainly understood Ohio State was winning by 20 points with two minutes to go in that football game. Mm-hmm. Had it not been for the late score, you know, Ohio State is in a situation where they certainly do cover that spread. You know, if Saturday's game was a little bit white knuckleish before that streak in the fourth quarter when they just went ballistic, you could look at it and say, "You're going to lose your ranking." And you may have lost the Heisman Trophy as well. You came back, you put that team away, and at times you had them down by almost 20 points, or, or even it was at 20 points. C.J. Yeah, Stroud still the front runner? I hope so. Um, I haven't seen anybody better. And, I, you know, I said this uh, with Justin Fields. I said this with Dwayne Haskins. I said this with J.T. Barrett. I said this with Troy Smith. I mean, my goodness, Braxton Miller included in that. We just keep getting better and better with these quarterbacks that, Ryan Day has had a chance to be able to spend some time with, and and uh, I think it's just a magical uh, moment uh, that these guys are having together. And Ryan Day uh, in charge of the offense, um, along with uh, the rest of the coaches that are there, and uh, C.J. Stroud. It's, it's a perfect marriage. Jeff Logan, 610 WTVN, Columbus, the best Buckeye coverage whenever you're down there. you got to listen before the game and after the game. You guys break it down like no one else, and it's so much better to listen to because at times, you know, we get the network, but we don't always get the insight and the insight of the guys that are embedded. And you guys don't get to be embedded that often, do you? No, we really don't, but we will give you the truth. 
and uh, we'll have some fun doing it. And uh, so, truly, if you're uh, out and about on iHeartRadio, you can pick us up on 610W, <laughs> excuse me, 610WTVN, and uh, would love to have you all join in. On Thursday evenings, we do a show called Bucks Line from 6 to 8 p.m., nice. and we have listeners from all over the world, literally, uh, that are calling in. Uh, but you can get us on the uh, iHeartRadio app at 610 WTVN, 6 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night. Jeff, are you still calling high school playoffs or no? Uh, all the way through the uh, regular season was my responsibility. The okay. playoffs go over to Spectrum at, at this point. Okay. So I am just a fan of high school football. And uh, I think uh, North Canton Hoover's got their uh, hands full against a Westerville South team that's got some Division One football players on it. Uh, but I think uh, Hoover can come down here into Franklin County and uh, show them what Stark County football is all about. Did you have that team this year? I did not, unfortunately. I did okay. see a little bit of film on them throughout the year, and they are a good football team. Uh, but like anybody else, if you limit their number of chances, and I think that's one of the things Hoover will have to do, is control the football with their running game between their quarterback and their running back, uh, be able to limit the number of opportunities some of the playmakers have for Westerville South. And, of course, you'll be hosting a big tailgate party. You're going to invite your brother and the whole family down to watch a game, right? Yeah, we always do that, right? <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> Jeff Logan, our guest, 610 WTVN Columbus. Uh, great player at Hoover. Outstanding uh, Buckeye. Parting shots, Jeff, before we turn you loose. No, I just want to. I, I want to say, uh, uh, you know, good health and and uh, good luck to the North Canton Hoover football team this weekend as they go along. Um, I will tell you that um, it is it's just really cool that we're two thirds of the way through the season and Ohio State undefeated has still not accomplished a single goal that they set right. forth at the beginning of the season. And those three goals are number one, beat the team up north; mm -hmm. number two, win the Big Ten championship. And number three, win the national title. They haven't accomplished one single thing, and uh, that's pretty cool that they, this team continues to get better, even though they, they and they honestly believe that they have not accomplished a single goal yet. Well, that's good to know and good to keep following. And, Jeff, we always appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you next Monday, all right? All right, brother. Good talking to you, and go Buckeyes. Go Bucks. That's Jeff Logan, 610 WTVN Columbus. And uh, we'll get a break in right here. We'll come back. We'll take more of your phone calls.